Welcome back to your Jogo Bonito podcast with me, Jake Ron, and Mr. Ferguson. Welcome back, guys, to a new term. Welcome, 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 everyone. Uh, sadly, we have to report one absence through injury, uh, another one on the Manchester United injury list, this time on the spectators' side, because Mr. Jennings is off today. Uh, he has suffered an injury. He is getting that checked out today by an ace medical team. Uh, so we wish him all the best for that. We hope Mr. Jennings has a speedy recovery and he's back on the podcast as soon as possible. Um, wow, it's been it's been a while. Um, football, football is football. What a game! Uh, I feel like we would have both come into this with more enthusiasm had we not watched an absolutely dreadful display of football last night in the severe Manchester United second leg. Yeah, that. Although I am going for the final, um, so. Let's see. I hope Bayer Leverkusen get through because I want to see a bit of Xabi Alonso ball. But oh, that'd be lovely, yeah. But um, yeah. You, but yeah, there's at least there's a chance there's going to be one Italian team in there, which is well, we're going to have one Italian team in the Champions final. Yep, that that as well. So see, the Italian teams making a renaissance this they year. They are. I'm su- I am surprised that Milan dumped out Napoli. Uh, I thought Napoli would be able to bring it through, but Milan have a great European credential anyway, a great pedigree in Europe. Uh, so, and that and that really counts for something. I mean, again, we saw that last night as well. Sevilla are fantastic in the Europa League, even if they've had a pretty woeful league season by their standards. Uh, and that that European pedigree really does count for something. Well, I hope they get relegated. <laughs> um, as you might know from for listeners, um, I did make quite a few predictions last time. I'm not sure if you got all of them, Mister Ferguson. Um, I I made all I don't of them on the podcast. I, I don't think I would have got all of them because that podcast was that was made and released about half an hour before I finished for Easter. Uh, so I'm not sure I will have got those. No worries. That's for you listeners at home to see <laughs> what I predicted and how it went down. Um, so I want to talk. Let's do a little bit of video analysis because I want I really want to talk about ball striking quite a bit. Okay. Um, I'm assuming this is off. Uh, so, I'm hoping it is. Uh, we just hear commentary if it's not. Oh, it's off. Good. So I'm gonna do some quick. Actually, I'm gonna get another clip up. Uh, just mute it just in case. Okay. Um, because we've had a we've had a hardware change in the studio, so I'm not sure. So I'm just what gonna we've go carried speakers over. or system sounds. Uh, just uh, mute it on the on the player. Oh, okay, mute it on here. Fair yeah. enough. Okay, doke. So. Now I'm also going to get another clip up because I want to get... Um... So, what is it about ball striking that you want to look at Well, today? I'm going to compare... Well, first of all, uh, we're going to look at David De Gea's ball striking, then we're going to look at Diogo Costa's <laughs> ball striking, and then I will look at Edison's ball striking. Yeah, and this is this is really interesting. Obviously, I'm just looking at technique. I'm not looking at statistics. Yeah. I'm not one of those stat- stats merchants. <laughs> so, um, as we skip through an advert, but we're, it's, not, it's, we're not giving them free publicity. That does not how we work on this podcast. Obviously, you know the big the big sort of talking point here is that David Hare had, by all accounts, a shocking game he last did. night against Sevilla. Now it's interesting you bring up Edison because Edison, there's a there's a piece Sa- of save percentage not great. No, apparently he's having a statistically a really bad season by his standards. But you can ha- have a bad season by his standards and still be doing really, really well because of the style of goalkeeper that he already is. His saves 
obviously important as a keeper, but his style of play is arguably more important to City. Yeah. So, I mean, if we look here, so obviously he's trying to play. Yeah. From so this here. is this is the build up to the. Well, I say the build up. This, this is the moment before the first severe goal. So. So De Gea's got the ball on the six-yard line, pretty much. It's well, actually, the goal. actually, do you know what? I'll say this. That obviously, it's a bad decision for De Gea to go in here. But Maguire's body position is awful in yeah, this it position. Is. Um, so, yeah. And actually, I got told this once in football. Um, you're only as good as your options on the ball. Mm. That That's as, all as you're good for. Yeah, so, and, that's, and that's why you sometimes feel like you have a really, really poor game. Because um, if you look now, Maguire's body position is close. De Gea is getting pressed. And if, uh, for listeners at home, if De Gea plays it across and Maguire takes it on the back foot, see, he closes his body position. Mm. Um, but if Maguire can take it on the back foot on his left foot, now he can turn out and he can progress play through carrying the ball. Ironically, if he has a worse body position at the start, if he's completely square on to De Gea, he can actually turn that through clockwise onto on the side that he prefers to turn through. I... I think he's It'll running a- into severe trouble there. He needs to take... This needs to go on his left foot and he needs to go out because you've got... Uh, That's Dalot on left back Dalot, at the time. You've got yeah. Dalot, you've got Casemiro in here. And if Maguire turns, he's got the whole pitch in front of him. Um, he's got three severe players here. Um, so where do you fall on this? Because there's two schools of thought on this goal. One school of thought is that De Gea should know better than to pass it to Maguire because he can see that Maguire is being closed. The other is that Maguire has asked for the ball at the start of this clip and therefore it's his fault that this has happened. Where do you fall on that? It was a similar thing against Brentford. It's it's more of a, a principle that the team is trying to, to abide by, which is to, to keep possession and play out from the back. Now... We've seen it on many occasions. David De Gea has seen an option. I think it was in the Forest game as well to give it to Harry Maguire, but he's not done that. I'm not trying to intimate anything here. I'm just trying to say that, simply put, once that ball goes to Maguire, it's not a bad-looking ball. Um, Maguire should turn out. Mm. He needs to take this on his back foot because uh, I'm not going to stand up out of fear of <laughs> dislodging this. But if I am this way around and I'm facing the back, I need to turn on my left foot because that's where ultimately... So you're turning counterclockwise then? Yes, but the only issue with that is... Um, that, yeah, yeah Maguire there's... tries... Because, actually, if you do turn counter... Maguire just plays a blind pass. He needs to scan more often. Um, and that obviously gets intercepted and then leads to the goal. Yeah. But I mean, there's not re- there isn't really a pass on there for Maguire. The, the only option he, he needs has to is carry. to turn. He needs to, ca- he needs to turn and carry. Um, unless... What he does is he does a little scoop over and Nesri with his right foot over the Dalla. Now I could do it, and I'm and I'm being honest, um, Mr. Jennings. If he comes on next time, he will know I've got a brilliant passing range, just can't run. Um, I could do it. All Maguire has to, it all United need to set up better, be set up better in the build-up phase. I think that's more of a system issue. In this context. I mean, yeah, we, because we, the screenshot we've got at the moment is we've got from left to right, we've got De Gea, who is standing on the six yard line. Then we have a Sevilla player pretty much on the penalty spot. And then in a very close line of three, Sevilla player, Maguire, Sevilla player. And then the nearest United player is five yards up the field from that on the other on the far side of the pitch. That, and, that cannot be good for build up. And 
I mean, that's a Campos there. That's Lamella and that's Nesri. And Nesri, mm. the guy who entry scores the goal. But my only fear is if Maguire turns on his left foot, and Nesri's going to nip. Um, See, from, I, I think for me, De Gea has to just take an executive decision there and, the, and see the, the, that Maguire... Unfortunately, unfortunately, De Gea can't clip a ball into midfield. That's not, that's, he doesn't have the technique well, for if that. Well, you, if you pull that back just to where he gets the ball... Uh, if we, so we no, I'm just going to go a little bit. So, I'm just going to go. Yeah, so this is. Uh, well, actually, Maguire should be passing in the ball back to him in the first place. Yeah. He should really. Wambasaka should really be in he a position. Be further, back, further on the right hand side. In, in, in the in build up, Tenag's centre backs need to defend in the wide areas, but Wambasaka should really be providing a lateral yeah. passing. I will option. say it was really notable in this game that Casemiro wasn't providing the extra passing option for the defenders. Um. The, uh, I didn't. I didn't Casemiro think... is the best player at breaking the play. And as breaking play up, he's wonderful. Mm. We saw his passing limitations tonight against the Spanish side. Yeah, it, and th- there's a reason why obviously Modric and Kroos were led to do the ball progression through either their pa- Kroos through passing and Modric through dribbling. Um, United needs two players in there who can do do that. Bruno can do it with the passing. Mm. No, he was sorely missed tonight. Um, Sabitzer reminds me more of a. 1819 Donny van der Beek than anything else. Fair. Um, and that's not really a player who can fit, unless you're Thomas Muller, mm. um, that role's not really there in modern yeah. football anymore. But yeah, you so need if, a, you, you need a, a, if you count on, stop it when De Gea actually receives the ball there. So at that moment, he should, take a touch, really... he should take a touch outside and then. Yeah, the three players ultimate... who, are, who, are, who eventually close Maguire down are in reasonable positions at the moment. One of them's on Dalot on, on left-back. One of them's, uh, that must be Lamella's on Wambasaka at right-back. So, yeah, you either find a pass midfield, or if you're not confident in that, you smash it upfield. Again, the losing possession, but I see, I see a quick pass into here for Maguire, but then Maguire is slow, runs in treacle. So, but then you can see... De Gea can split these two if Maguire is in a better position here. Mm. That the only trouble is, I'd rather have Lindelof in this position than Maguire. Um, but you know, let bygones be bygones. Yeah. Say. Um. So this happens. Sevilla score. Well, let's see. Um. He's slow to react because Maguire. Look, Maguire's head's down. He can't see anything. Someone's got a shout man on there. Yeah. You. If you shout men on there, what can he do at that point? So now, is he is he just going to smash it out for a throw in or a corner or? Uh, he might take the calm option and try and dri- uh, dribble and earn a foul. If someone shouted man on, I would assume that it was someone coming in from behind me, so I wouldn't try and turn into that person. So now, now obviously you've got Sancho here. Well, I think he's been really poor recently. Yeah, he had a he had I think and one I, and or actually, two this good is, this moments. Is where, uh, I know Wambasaka's been okay recently. But this is sort of these. I mean, the open going against Everton was criminal miss. Yeah. Um, these kind of positions. This is where United need a fullback who can contribute more. The 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 rumor mill is saying that it's going to be Jeremy Frimpong. Um, he scored last night as well. So uh, thoughts for, on that? Because you are our transfer transfer expert. Um, well, I'm I'm pretty happy about Jeremy Frimpong. I think he'll bring a lot of ball progression for fifty million. Uh, That's the rumored fee. 50. If it was to be. Uh, amortize it top early approach <laughs> um, so that's a tame shot uh, I don't know how Wambasak was on the second winger in his youth days Crystal Palace Academy really needs to have a 
Yeah, proper. And he's and he's just side footed that. It's it's a strange shot choice. Obviously, he's a he's and a obviously back. this yes De Gea goes out here. Um, as we skip De Gea's distribution. The thing is with De Gea's distribution. Again, people, you you will get criticized for it rightfully to uh, last night. But he clips it sometimes, and he doesn't clip it other times. Mm. And I read on Wikipedia, I'm not sure how correct this is, but Ferguson signed him for his ball-playing ability. I, so I've not heard anything about that. But, but, but actually, and um, Eric Steele, the goalkeeper, signed him for his ball-playing ability. That shows you how much football has moved on in terms of how comfortable keepers have mm. to be on the ball. So, I mean, if you look at this, this is, I think, the dis- this is the disallowed goal. Yeah, this is the disallowed one, which um, was... Again, just well, just got lucky down there. Yeah, I now, think that's, that's, now, see, that this is comes... from a United corner, right? Mm. This is from a United corner, and uh, yeah, this can't really be happening, which actually makes sense why we go short most of the time. Mm. And but that's that's that, awful that's good tracking that, back. Well, Anthony's on his yeah. An- post. Anthony was the only player who came out of yesterday with. Any modicum of respect, frankly, his his defensive ability for a winger is is pretty pretty good. Yeah, to the point where I'm considering. I'll be honest. I want to make a bet right now on this podcast that Luke Shaw's going to have an awful season next season. <laughs> I can guarantee it. Okay. Do you want, do you want to shake on it, uh, uh, gentlemen? Gentlemen's uh, one pound and spirit bet. <laughs> go on, go on. I'm 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 curious. I'll, I'll shake on it absolutely. I'm curious why you're making that bet, though. Uh, Luke Shaw is wildly inconsistent. He's injury-prone. And every time United have got competition in for him, he's done well that season and then fallen off the next. Um, so now this comes in. Obviously, good clearance. That's a beautiful volley by Rakitic. But, but Sancho needs to get out to him a little quicker. He does, yeah. Instead of turning on his backside. Um, and then that's, Take, take that- it to the face. I mean, at least... I mean, I know we ridicule Phil Jones, but at least Phil jo- Phil Jones is brave. Yeah, and uh, that's why he's got injured so many times. Phil Jones is a brave, brave defender. And I don't know if you saw the the just tragic luck he had when he came back for training on the first day of this season and, and suffered a long term knee injury. So now that that header, yeah, this so this is the moment shoulder. that that I think any. Any non watching. This guy used to be a forest on loan. Oh, did didn't he? play a game. Loic Bade from, from Rennes. Uh, so he scores off his shoulder. It's um I'll be honest, I why is Maguire not marking him? Um who's Maguire marking here? Um Rakitic. Where is Oh oh of course Maguire's the free man. <laughs> See this 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 is Calam where where is yeah, Maguire's the free man. <laughs> You've got one, two. Well, two of them are just messing around now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. N- Anthony makes sense why he's not there, but that that the Maguire should be on a cent- center back. It's pretty simple. <clears throat> you look at it statistically. If you have players who are over six foot, your players over six foot go against them. All you do and. The other players who are under six foot, you just put people with like five nine, five ten on them. Rashford should be on someone, uh, well, not on a campus because he's decently tall. But yeah, Rashford should be on someone similar to his height. This this goal does not pass the eye test 
And when I say the eye test, I mean you look at a goal and it looks like it shouldn't have gone in. Uh, I mean, you could question what David De Gea is doing on here as well. You, you have to, really. The only thing I will say in his defence is it, I don't think he's expecting it to come off a shoulder. I think he's expecting a but, bullet. Uh, but actually, is look, well, look, Bad is actually kind of going for that flicked header, though. Because if you look at, look at it from his head yeah, position... Yeah, he's, he's, he's trying to flick it into the far corner anyway. But he, he's, he's trying to sort of get a flick on, which could loop over. But I'm being pedantic now. Um, I, don't, I, don't think you're, I don't think you're being pedantic. I think that's very fair to criticise that because I think that was that was and then, a really bad um, That's This is the goal mouth scramble where it should have been. And then this is the only chance we have all game. Um, and, and I think, and, yeah, here that, we go, that, this is... Um, okay, so... <laughs> so this is the third I've had goal. bad touches in my time, but my touch is flawless. And I know I talk a big game, but you get me on a football pitch, my touch is flawless. Um... Dare I say I have one of the best first touches in the game. Um, now, if you're David De Gea, I get why you're scrambling there. So, yeah. so for context, if you haven't seen this clip, the ball is hoofed by a severe player from about 35 yards out from their own goal, and it probably lands a similar distance away from the United goal. De Gea's come out to try and meet it, and he tries to take it. Sort of, He, he tries to do a stud control. It well, looks trying like to control on the bounce. On his, on his instep. Um, but if he just goes a little bit further back... Well, if he goes a little further back, it's going to bounce up, which is probably fine, because then he can just take it on the... Chest. He can take it on the chest, or he can can let it come down again. It might have made it into the box by then, he can use his hands. If it hasn't, he can just head it to safety. Um, I mean, he's not Rene Higuita, he can just sort of dribble with with his little head. (laughs) No, he's, you know, there's only one severe player there. He can go left or right. and, and, and obviously this happens, and, uh... How United have one at the back there is criminal. And uh, you've got Maguire trying to run, which is quite comical. And then that's game, set, and match. This but, is... Um, so... So actually, I want to look at... Um, De Gea... Just, while or, you're looking this up, this has all come in the week that apparently De Gea has agreed a new contract with Manchester United and they're just about to put pen to paper. So actually, let's even look at the, the positive compilation, right? So we'll go, we'll go clip by clip. Um, we're gonna go clip by clip, and we're gonna make we're gonna go clip by clip here. Diogo Costa also has the deficiencies, but I think Edison is probably the best at this in in the world. Neuer's great at it. Neuer could probably play midfield, but um, Edison's probably supreme in terms of technique. Yeah, I, th- I think Edison is the is, he, the, is the Premier League benchmark. But you know what? Uh. Let, let, let's go on here. Uh, that's just saves. And uh, I sus- yeah, I, I suspect... I want to see his ball playing. Okay. So, look, he's he's more progressive here. But if we roll it back, I know this is pre-season, but uh, I only want to do a lit- little more analysis. By the way, David, have you noticed David De Gea has been um, pretty bad since 1718, um, since he got rid of the ponytail and him, he and Chris Smalling swapped haircuts? So you're saying that he needs to get the ponytail back? Yes. Okay. I'm joking. Um, so, okay, he takes the ball confidently. Now he's playing out. Um, let's look at Diogo Costa here. So do you see what I mean here? I know I know he's, he's a bit further away, but do you mm. see what I mean by getting the little clip? That's the clip technique. Onana does it really, really well. Yeah. Then again, Onana's played for Barcelona. It, it, it's and almost as if you he almost <clears throat> play it with backspin. Now, that's what I mean. The clip. It's that... 
it's, stability it's that particular to... flight. It, it it almost goes slowly, so, but it travels a great yeah, distance. So, and it this it just again you can just clip it. Um, so look, he just clips it like that, as you're, opposed to hoofing it where you have less control over the ball because of the angle you're striking, your foot strikes the ball at. If you're watching a, a, a game of football and you watch someone clip it, I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, it generally looks like a player sort of hits through the bottom half of the ball and the foot stays low as they hit yeah. it. Whereas the hoof, the leg just kind of swings through in a natural arc and ends up a little higher at the end. Or then you have the mix where you're trying to use your own step. I've had this argument with people many times. <laughs> They're like, oh, can you use your in- the inside of your foot to play a, long, uh, a ball in the air? Um, and it's just as if you're trying to curl a shot into the top corner, you just make a pass out of it. Quiet Skeller is very good at doing that. Um, so now, and now, now we look at Edison, who's just, I think there's a thing about being left-footed because, yeah, there's a th- he's left-footed, so that's why he's probably, left-footed players are really, really notoriously good at striking the ball. Yeah, and I th- I think part of that is because there's a majority of right-footed players and therefore there's a natural sort of very, very slight drop-off. So, in terms so yeah, of, he can do the hoof, but yep, then... That's a big hoof on then, a goal kick. But then, oh, obviously he's... See, he's... Oh, he's, he's oh, dummied this it. The, this is the... Uh, yeah, that's the, the famous kick into the turf against Liverpool, which he uh, but, just about saved on the technique, goal line. And now, and now, look, he just sprays that pass. Straight into Cancelo, and now City can build. So that's why City don't really get pressed because, actually, you need if you, to if you, you press to an extra player. Well, if you press, Edison's just going to clip the ball over you. That's yeah. it. It, it's, it, it. It's it doesn't a real work weapon. either way because if you if you press City, you either press the defenders and then Edison just gets the ball with no pressure, or you press Edison as well and you've taken a player out from marking someone else and he clips it to the free man. So, so it this, doesn't work. See, and now 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 again, just goes over. So it's about deceiving the opponent, but also getting it to your player. Mm. And when you do both, you ultimately get more space. See now, oh, he thinks he can get it. Nope, because there's detail on that pass. It's just yeah, he, he just and and and, and actually really and well. actually. So so if you look at this the upcoming line breaking pass against Arsenal, um, he just takes out how many Arsenal players? One, one, two, three, four, five. With one pass, City uh, City can play now. Yeah. And that's only gone. That, that's only gone past two city players. So they've now got naturally. They've got like an, an eight on six or so. Now Edison sees the run from Foden. This has gone over the top. And obviously, I've, I I think looking for a keeper who has this level of ball playing ability, where they're Edison hitting is, in, Edison's a rare breed. Yeah, this that's an obviously, eighty yard pass just hit. Allison is is particularly good, but no one is better than Edison at it. And mm. I think him being left footed helps a lot. Yeah. Um, so now this is again. See, how many United players he taken out here? I think there's five there. Five. There you go. Well, actually, six. Six. Yeah, six, six now. Six. And now City can play. It, and even even with his kicks like that. Yeah, and and you'll see that you'll that's a particular trademark of an Aderson kick when he kicks it from his hands. His foot almost it, it takes a downwards arc into the turf because he's almost hitting those dropped balls as a clip. But he hits them with. To, to Stegen is particularly control. good at it as well. Um, to Stegen also does the very the clip, sh- and uh, well, if you look, he's been a bit inconsistent recently. But see, he does the, again. Um, that that's me done about ball striking. <laughs> um, Skelly is pretty good at it as well. He he does a little floaty sort of curl round. Karat, 
Uh, I'm going to spell this right, actually. I'm going to be the first Kvarat Skelia. I think I can get it. Is it it's K-V-A-R-A-T-S-K-H-E-I-L-A? Yeah. Get in. I think you had to correct me on that a few weeks ago, and I've learned it since then. Um, but it's it's actually quite outrageous. Um, Champions League-wise, what are your thoughts on... Uh... I was surprised yeah. how poor so- Bayern were. It's a more of a, a co. Um, if actually we might need to do our building Bayern Munich, uh, rebuilding Bayern Munich segment at some point once again mm. because they're gonna they're gonna need to shift quite a few wingers. Yeah. Um, of course, speaking of rebuilding, the, one of the uh, the stories that emerged over Easter was the uh, the reappointment of Frank Lampard. Uh, we of course had a, a Chelsea fan on the show not too long ago. And they were saying that they thought it was going to be time for Graham Potter to go fairly soon. Uh, Frank Lampard is a bizarre choice as someone to to step into that role. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but not much to Chelsea makes sense. And no. actually, I'll be honest, I don't really care for Chelsea at this point. As <laughs> um, so if if they give United Enzo Fernandez in the cheap or Enzo Fernandez leaves, she won't. Um, he's probably their only shining light at the moment. So. Um, karma, 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 drill. So, what I also wanted to say, Champions League wise, is Real Madrid are are the kings of the Champions League. Mm. Um, the thing I noticed, and I read an Athletic article about this, is Man City now play with five centre backs essentially. Mm. Um, Rodri played at centre half for Spain. Um, John Stones at centre half. Diaz, Ake, and Akanji are all centre backs. Mm. So Pep Pep Guardiola, the king of tiki taka, has embraced physicality. <laughs> I could see you almost but doing the, a double take before you said that. Um, but at the same time, they're all brilliant at playing out from the back. Mm. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on. We've got some ties coming up: Real Madrid, Man City. Um, we've got sort of Milan, Inter, yeah. and whatnot. Um, I, they're both going to be fantastic matches for different I think, reasons. I think, I think Real Madrid will go... I mean, Pep Guardiola's unleashed his brutal streak, genius tactical tricks. Oh, oh no, I'm so yeah, scared. This is but, so, then again, but then again, would you... This feels really Vinicius harsh Vinicius Junior against... Well, Akanji's a wonderful player. Mm. But R- Rodrigo against... Well, Ake's out for a while. Rodrigo against Laporte, for example. Um... City's midfield is Real Madrid's midfield. That happened last year. Mm. Um, City can have dominate the ball all they want, but then when Madrid have the history that they have in the Champions League, then Pep Pep Guardiola needs to win this tie for this season to be considered a success. I don't care whether they win I, the I, Premier I... League or not. I think he needs to win this because everything he's done for the last season or two has been to win the Champions League. If they cannot do that, and I'm really interested to see how Holland plays against that Madrid backline. There's no Militao though. There's no Militao. Alaba is a doubt, but he'll be back. Um, Nacho Fernandez is still another world class player. Camving is being really well at left back. Um, the O uh, Carvalho against Grealish will be very, very interesting. Mm. Gre- Grealish has had a fantastic last few weeks. He's been yep. really, really good. He's finally. Finally, started to live up to that hundred million pound player. Bit. Well, no, no players worth hundred million in football, Mr. No, Ferguson. No, they aren't. But so, in 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 football economics, 
Yep, in the in the grand old world of football economics. And by the way, I have some news to break. Thiago Armada from Atalanta United, sorry, Atlanta United in the United States, is going to be moving to Napoli this summer for twenty million. He's a creative attacking okay. midfielder. That's that makes me think. That makes me think Piotr Zielinski is leaving uh, Napoli. That could either be to Lazio or to Liverpool. So stay tuned. Piotr Zielinski to Liverpool could be something. You heard it here first. Before Fabrizio, before all those people, I said it first. Um, in terms, you didn't get any of my predictions, did you? Uh, no, no, uh, I, I, no I should leave them on here. Um, let's start the term off then. Let's go with yep. predictions. Um, do you want to do the midweek fixtures as well? Yep. Okay. Let's get them out of the way. Great. I've um, already got them all ready to go. Fulham leads, Mr. Ferguson. <sighs> Fulham needs. Who's um, go rapid fire? Yeah, I think it's going to be 2 0 Fulham. I'll go 2 1 Fulham. Okay. Are we doing Arsenal Southampton tonight? Uh, yes. Yes, we'll do that one as well. 3 uh, 0 Arsenal. 3 0 Arsenal. Yeah, that's what I was going to pick. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go 4 0 then. Liverpool Forest. I've always backed Forest. I've got burned. 2 uh, 0 Liverpool. Forest, you let me down. Uh,. One all. Leicester Wolves. I'm gonna go two nil Wolves. Uh, one nil Wolves. I don't think it's gonna be very good. Uh, Brentford Vi- uh, Villa. I'm gonna go two nil to the Villa. Two nil to the Villa. Uh, I'll take I'll take Brentford two one. Palace Everton. Uh, three one to the Palace. Three one to the Palace. Um. Where you going? Four nil to the Palace. I think it could be a bad day for that for Everton. Spurs against the Tune. Uh, I'm going to go two nil to the Tune. How how can you back Spursy doing anything other than being Spursy? Um, having said that, Newcastle are in a bit of a pickle at the moment. I'm going to say one one. Uh, Bournemouth West Ham. I'm going to go for one nil Bournemouth win against the Green. Uh, I will go with the Green and pick one nil West Ham. Uh, Wolves Palace midweek. Uh, I'm gonna one 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 one. Okay. Uh, I will. Uh, I, I actually quite like that pick. I'm gonna go two one Palace. Villa Fulham. Villa at home. I'm gonna go two two. Sorry, two one Villa. Oh, two one Villa. Oh, in that case, I'm gonna take that two two then. Good shot. Leeds against Leicester. Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Three three. Uh, that you know what? That's actually a really good shout. I think. I think that's an excellent shout. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with home advantage. Just two one leads. Forest against Brighton. Forest are not bad at the City Ground. I might go one nil Forest. I'm gonna put my uh, neck on the line with that one. Three one Brighton. West Ham Liverpool. Um. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. This feels like a game where Liverpool will just show up. I'm going to go 3-0 Liverpool. Chelsea against Brentford. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Brentford. Ooh. Uh, actually, Chelsea won't win a game the rest of the season. No, actually, it's, that's a reasonable shout. I'm going to say 1-0 Brentford. Then the, in, in inverted commas, the big one, Arsenal Man City. Uh, I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. One. I... My big prediction is that I think City will win this game and Arsenal will still win the league. I'm going to go... 
I'm going to go 3-2 City. We've got the FA Cup. We've got Manchester City against Sheffield United tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't forget we've got some are you, are you going to do the Thursday fixtures next week uh, I'm going to do the Thursday fixtures uh, I mean how many are there there's just uh, three three um, we'll do the Thursday fixtures next week okay um, my head says Man City my heart says Sheffield United will win it on, on pens let's go with my heart Sheffield United 1-1 one, one to win it on pens 1-1 one, one pens oh uh, I'm going to get this horrible. JK, wrong. you're a fool. It's going to be 4 0 City. <laughs> Brighton, United, Brighton failed to win. I'm going to go for 2 1 Man United. I I think this is going to be the end of a bad week for United. I'm, I'm going to go 3 1 Brighton. Thank God it's not the annex. I have bad memories of that. <laughs> no, that is, that is true, and it will probably be a factor, but yeah, it's. I, I get the feeling that this is just a torrid, torrid run for United right now. Um, I think the season is not going to end as glamorously as, as people would have hoped. Um, it might at least end with players not being completely cropped. It was, do you know, watching the first... Because obviously the first leg happened after we after we left for Easter. Watching that first leg, the first 70 minutes... Was amazing. Was fantastic, really. The first sort of sixty minutes were fantastic. The next fifteen were fine, but you worried that they weren't quite being clinical enough. And then that last ten. Someone's minutes, got to get Malasia on ADHD meds. I'm sorry. Someone's got to get him on his ADHD meds. Malasia was uh, had a really bad game. Someone's got to get him on his ADHD meds. Man United medical staff investigate it. Speak to the right people. Get him on his ADHD meds, please. Thank you. Um, that's what I'm going to stay about, say about that. But the, the last 10 minutes is the closest I've felt to feeling like footballing gods have decided the outcome of a match. That when Martinez went down, when two own goals went in in the last and 10 Varane minutes... And Varane got injured as well. And Varane got injured earlier in the match as well. And you looked at it and went, wow. And I, I, I knew at that point that, that United weren't going to win at Sevilla last night. It just wasn't going to happen. Hmm. Speaking of teams not winning, Dortmund. Um, <laughs> Dortmund-Frankfurt. Uh, Dortmund at home. What are your predictions? Uh, you're right, yeah, they're not having a great run of things. I think they'll scrape through this one 1-0. Uh, I'm going to go 2-0. To Dortmund. Dortmund. Uh, next game, Leverkusen-Leipzig. Leverkusen are... Leverkusen... Are sixth. Leipzig are fourth. Logic says a Leipzig win. Leverkusen not particularly great in the league, I want to say, but Jabby Lonza has uh, sparked a renaissance. Um, and I have been by Munich. been playing in, in Europe this year? Yep, they got knocked out by uh, City. Oh, of course they did, yes. Haaland. Yes, of course. Uh, you know what, I'm going to go two on Leverkusen. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad shout. I'm I'm going to take a one-all draw here, I think. Moving on to the Serie A. Um, Juventus' 15-point ban has obviously been... Temporarily suspended. For another month. At least month. for now. For another month. Uh, let's go to... Oh, the big one. Juventus-Napoli. Napoli have not had a great time recently of it. Um... 
frankly not been great at all. Um, so but I'm still going to go for a 2 0 Napoli win away at Juventus. Yeah, and I actually think that Napoli could come come to Juve with a vengeance. I'm going to take 4 1 Napoli. The Monday game, Atalanta against Roma. Atalanta favoured to win, but I'm going to go Roma, especially after last night's demolition of Feyenoord. Um, 2 1 Roma. 2 1 Roma. Yeah, if it was a weekend game, I would pick Atalanta for the, the European hangover, but. It's a Monday evening game. They've got time to recover. So I'm going to take uh, 2-0 Roma. You've got Barcelona against Atletico Madrid Sunday at <clears throat> quarter past three. Get a load of that. Um, clearing the throw ASMR. <laughs> um, Barcelona favourite to win. Atletico in a good run of form. I'm actually going to reverse it up, so I'm going to go 1-0 Atletico. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go for that. I'm going to take a 2-0 Barca. Supreme in the league this season. Uh, Sevilla Villarreal, um, Villa, the battle of the United Conquerors. Um, I'm going to take Villarreal on this one. I think they're going to go two now, um, practically because Sevilla are sort of thirteenth in the league. They're, um, I'll take a, a one all here. I think they'll, they'll be buoyed. I don't think they'll be good enough to win, but I think they'll be buoyed. Uh, let's go for PSG Angers tonight. Um, Angers, I think, at bottom of the league. Yes, they are. Um, uh, we'll go 2-0 PSG. Again, 2-0 PSG. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm quickly going to look at the league on table just to see how bad Angers have been. They have been quite bad. 14 points. They have been quite bad. Um, I'm only going to go 2-0. Oh, I, uh, if it was any other team, I don't think PSG would win this one. Um, but I think they will get a 1-0. A Lens against Monaco. It's that. Uh, it's at Lens. Let's get the stadium right. It's <laughs> the oh, Stade Boller. I can't read that. <laughs> what is it? What are we saying? What are we saying? Delely, Delelys. Um, Stade Boller, Delely. Um, Lens are favourite to win. Um, uh, Monaco right behind them. Mm-hmm. It's a Champions League football race. I'm actually going to go 2-1 Monaco. I think they're going to get the away win. Yeah, I think that's a really good call, actually. Um, I'll take a 2-all. Monaco have been quite free-scoring and free-conceding this season. Lyon against Marseille. Uh, Lyon are favoured to win because they're at home. And they did just beat PSG. They are seventh. Um, but I'm going to back Marseille. I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to go 1-1 draw. Oh, I've yeah. chickened out of it. Chickened out of it. Yeah, I was I was going to pick a draw for that one as well because that's, you know what I'm going to take because I haven't got one yet. I'll take a goalless draw here. And actually, let's do the Thursday fixtures while we're at it, because um, then we can do the weekend fixtures on next episode. Okay. And the week weekday fixtures for that as well. So Thursday fixtures into the Premier League. Let's make sure I've not missed out any other uh, leagues for that midweek Thursday slot. Or any games of note that people might be interested in. Nope, so Ben Seger can get rid of that. The league can get rid of that. Serie A, no games on the Thursday. Only seems to be a Premier League. Uh, Liga. Liga, nope. Uh, no games there. Let's try and see. Let's see the other leagues. Let's go for the Premier Liga. 
Portuguese league. Obviously, Benfica are not doing too great. Um, that front, they're only four points ahead. They've lost two games and three games in a row. Yeah, it's a bit of a bit of a throw job that one. Yeah. Um, let's just go for the Premier League predictions then. Uh, Everton Newcastle. Who are you going for? Everton Newcastle. Uh, I think I'm gonna take. I mean, I've got to take Newcastle, really. I'll take them 3-0 on the road. I'm going to go 0-0. 0-0. Nil, nil. Nil, nil. against Bournemouth, the South Coast relegation derby. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, well, how are they both doing at the moment? So I feel like I, I lose track of where Bournemouth are in particular. They're like probably 15th, 16th. Uh, 14th. They've won the last two games. They've done themselves some favours. Um, I'll go 2-1 Bournemouth then. 2-1 Bournemouth. Uh, you know what? I think this is this is really squeaky bum time for Southampton. I'm going to take them on a one nil win here, and if they don't get it, then they're finished. And then the big one, Spursy against Man against Northern Spursy, <laughs> Manchester United. Uh, I hate that. I'm going to take United. I'm going to go three one. I wish I could share your confidence. But for once, I cannot, in good faith, back United in the league. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a two-one Tottenham win. I'm just having a look at the championship of interest for United's loanies. Um Well, Ahmad's been playing at Sunderland quite regularly, and by the looks of things, doing quite well there. He's got 15 goal contributions, granted some uh, penalties. Hannibal has been at Birmingham, I believe. Yep. Apparently he got in some trouble with some Millwall fans the other day. I'm not surprised. Um, uh, they're 15th. Um, Where's Ethan Laird at the moment? Laird. Is he, is QPR. He, is he QPR? That's right, yes. They're not doing very well. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's been playing for a while there either. Um, there's been rumours about Ahmad Diallo going to Sheffield United. As we as we wrap up this podcast, got a couple minutes left. Um... As it says, as the clocks have not changed, they still say nine. Uh, this is this is one of the consequences of the hardware issue that we had over Easter. Um, uh, that that that's, no, that that one's accurate. Yep. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to this week's podcast, uh, O Jogo Bonito, uh, hosted by me, Jay Caron, and Mr. Ferguson. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye bye. Just a bit of breaking news. Um, Fabio Paratici has resigned from his role at Spurs. Um, just wanted to break that. And uh, yeah, that's the editor's note. Take care. Have a good one.